You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. I'm Lara from Light Post by Lara. I'm the Tigers of the Light. This is Brad Panopoulos. Hi guys, this is Nina Sauer. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts. Namaste, my name is Ischilla Joy Davey, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would be absolutely so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help this show become more visible and spread the word to others. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath into your nose and out of your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath into your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more breath into your nose, breathing in light and love, moving it into all of your cells and the systems of your body and breathing that light and love out and sending it to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Today we have Megan Martinez. Megan is the divine Mrs. M. She's an interdimensional telepath, medical intuitive, energy worker, sound healer, and human divining rod. Mrs. M has contributed as a consultant in the criminal investigations, worked with medical professionals and to accurately diagnose medical issues, and has helped recovery specialists to locate missing artifacts. Mrs. M is a true Renaissance woman, a multimedia artist, visionary entrepreneur, and actionist dedicated to building a better world. She's a modern day mystic and shares her practical wisdoms with live audiences and through her various YouTube appearances. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Megan. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so we were so excited just to dive in and, and learn about just what you're about and and what you've been up to. So tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey and what led you to this point. Oh, that's an interesting and very long story. Um, but I didn't come to this path in um, any sort of usual, uh, usual way. I was previously a hairdresser working in the Bay Area. I was high-end hairdresser working on tech executives and uh, I also did some platform work. So I was busy living my life doing that. And uh, at the age of 28, I began to be uh, abducted again. So I I was abducted various times throughout my childhood. Um, I'm what I guess people would call a contactee or an experiencer. Um, I did some time in the government programs and, uh, and around the age of 28, I started having these experiences again, and I was pulled in to work on behalf of the hierarchy and support the, the group of people that have been building the new financial system on the planet. So I have worked with them for the last seven years 
And what I do is I provide guidance, obviously, and energy work. I do background checks on anybody that's coming into the system. And also I give them the real-time critical information coming down from the hierarchy because I am an interdimensional telepath. Hmm. It sounds like there's a lot there to unpack. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so for our listeners that aren't familiar with what the hierarchy is, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what that is and what that's what that's like for you to communicate with, with them? Well, everything in the universe is part of a hierarchical structure, um, beginning with God down to the angelic realms, um, down to the Elohim. There's many different things in between. Um, the archangels work a lot with, with humans. And then also uh, most of us would know them as the ascended masters. Um, and they also interact with the galactic councils. And so that's how I kind of made foray and foray into that into that arena as well. Um, so so obviously the Kohans of the seven rays um, and and the other the other masters that that are above them, they have been working for 19 million years to restore the plan on Earth in in God's uh, God's great plan and to help regain the sovereignty of the beings on this planet and return them to their their true journey of the soul and their and and remove all of the distractions and interferences and help them make their way back to god so i've been working with them for many many lifetimes and uh and so i was tapped again and and this is this is what we know as the hierarchy and they would really appreciate the world knowing who they are that's part of the liberation that's going on on the planet right now is being reconnected with the truth and um, with the angels and with and with the hierarchy and the masters and so tell me tell us a little bit about that like what are the messages they're giving you right now it sounds like they're they're ready to create a new world and help us step into our sovereignty and you know that's a that's a lot of you know work that we have to do and i think we're we're starting to step into that the energies are there there's this shift in consciousness right now but there's still a lot of people that are you know not maybe feeling that or they're not they're still believing in the old system and so what what are the messages you're receiving and and what has that been like to be a part of that it's it's interesting that you you should mention that there are still a lot of people that aren't kind of um, kind of getting with the program of what's going on and where we're headed, um, because that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, humanity has up until um, 2024, April 18th, 2024 is when the second eclipse um, happens that creates a giant X over the United States. And this kind of ends humanity's um, trial period for figuring it out themselves. Um, the, the return of the world teacher has been prophesized for the year 2025. And so it'll be decided at that point what the fate of humanity is. Now, recently had a dream and I have very prophetic dreams because this is where a lot of the communication occurs between um, myself and the hierarchy. You know, of course I have the communication in my waking life, but in the dream state, it's all it's all teaching and, and information. And so um, I'll often have dreams about what's going on. And, and I had a dream just two weeks ago that the seventh seal had been broken. And that has something to do um, with the book of Revela revelations. And so we've kind of been in a quiet period. And that is, that is part of the seventh, um, the seventh seal is a, a period of silence from the heavens. And we've been in this kind of quiet period. So this plan, um, this restoration that's being led by St. Germain, he's the, he's the manager and now in the position of Maha Cohen. Um, he is, um, it's it's been in effect for millions of years so our history uh in this earth cycle goes back 19 million years but because of all of the timeline changes and erases we only have about 25,000 years of that history to our knowledge and so this has happened over and over and over again and because we live in a place of free will the people don't always follow the plan and that changes it. So we had a window that opened in January for us to make this leap and to really 
leap to the to the timeline that's that's the most optimal and we missed that window so there's been a reworking of the plan and we've been going through this kind of quiet period and when i look into it what we have are a lot of converging timelines so all those timelines of that have been erased and reset we've lived this period over and over and over again and that that's another thing that's been going on it's a very extended periods of deja vu because there are so many timelines that are right parallel to each other right now uh, that are so similar um, and there's so many collapsing into each other that our sense of reality and sense of time and space is kind of getting messed up in 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 the the process and so what's essentially what's going on is that this is the time for everybody to choose which side do they do of the line they want to be on and and it's there's every path takes you back to god doesn't matter which way you go how many twists and turns how many times you go back or down and and come back up they're all leading to the same place and it's up to the individual to choose um choose how long that path is going to be and so we're having a a, a situation right now on the planet where people are having to choose and because of that there's not a lot of interference um the another thing that's occurring aside from this personal choice process or part of the personal choice process because there's been so much change so many changes to the timelines and to the outcome um, a lot of people's life contracts are being renegotiated in the sleep state and so they're being offered um, an opportunity to change their mission and purpose to decide whether they want to stay here or not um, they're also sending in reinforcements so a lot of the star seeds that uh, that incarnated here, and this is part of what people speak of as the 144,000. These are the 144,000 souls called on by Sanat Kumara, who is our planetary logos, who's been um, been here since 19 million years ago, um, helping assist our planet in its ascension. Um, called upon 144,000 souls from other planets to help with the restoration because the energy here needed more light everything is energy and so it's really the light and the energy that's tipping the scales that's allowing us to cross into what is um, prophesized as a golden age for humanity and so those peace star seeds that are here that came in for this time a lot of them have been struggling with the energy here in fact you know tesla who is an adept who in, incarnated here from venus um, to help us was was scheduled to be here for a hundred years and and didn't make it that long because the energy he's he couldn't survive in, in the energy here and so so a lot of the star seeds that that have been here um who incarnated here are giving being given the opportunity to swap out with a soul from their planet that they came from to help bring the energy back up to help increase the the light quotient here as well as a lot of first waivers making an exodus at this point so um first waivers those that that came those early arriving um indigo uh raid people who came to start setting the stage who came for the for the 60s which was really like a breakthrough um the cultural revolution that began then was really a breakthrough for what's happening today so those people are starting to make their way out um they're also a lot of people on this planet that I would refer to as non-player characters. Um, they, they don't have a full soul um, because of the soul recycling program that's gone on and the splitting and how their our population boomed to so many people. And I'm sure that um, that you and some of our listeners have experienced that they they when you're talking to someone, it's just like there's there's no one home like there's there's no one in there and you can't really make that like full connection with them but simply because there's not a consciousness in there and so some of those people i think are being removed is what i've seen um and it'll it'll affect us in a way kind of like the mandela effect has where people will just be gone and we won't know they ever existed um except for those of us who are tuned in and are not um connected so so much to the to the time time continuum so there are souls that are here like myself who are time travelers who incarnate um, back and forth in the timeline so there's a lot of souls that that incarnate in a linear faction and that's just how they that's how they function but there are other souls with different mission and purpose that can hop back and forth 
um, in the timeline and incarnate at different pinnacle points to assure that we have the right energy and the right outcome occurs to create the proper timeline. So there are a lot of people like myself um, who aren't connected to time as, as, as um, concretely and we can remember the previous timelines. So, and that, that's what you call the Mandela effect, what people call, refer to as the Mandela effect. Thank you for sharing that. It, um, so let's talk a little bit more about like the star seeds and the people that are, you know, here to bring light. Um, there's a lot of people that I think are finding that calling right now. They're, you know, moving into recognizing their truth and, and recognizing, you know, what they're here to do. And there's a lot of people stepping into their truth, moving away from, say, the corporate world or the, you know, the old 3D um, way of living. And, and so how, how can one truly step into their, their sovereignty and recognize their light? What do we need to be doing to continue to raise that vibration if we're feeling really called to do that? Well, one thing is, is um, it's funny the the, I kind of have a different like idea around star seeds and, and uh, essentially if you came through a human womb, you're a human right? We're all multidimensional beings. And we have, uh, we we live and exist in many, many places. And it, it is the soul that is real. Um, even our human selves is just a is just a, a false identity created. It's a defense mechanism created by the ego to help us traverse this kind of denser reality. And so I think a lot of people are starting to awaken. And that's actually one of the first steps on the journey of the soul. Um, which I've done some teachings about, which came from um, the Theosophical Society. And so um, so it's like step one, just an awareness of your own existence, right? Um, and step two, an awareness that something's off, right? There's something that's not right here. And, um, and we, are, we are the soul. We are the light divine. Um, we, we aren't this false identity that we've adopted. And in fact, that false identity is being used to separate so many of us and to keep our, our lights away from each other. So I think that there is a, it all comes down to love and I'll talk about that in my, in my seven rules. Um, but there's a, there's a desire for people to connect with, um, their other planetary versions of themselves, their other, um, and I, but I think the true motivation behind that is, is really not feeling right here or not feeling loved for yourself because none of it's real anyways. And so, and so, um, so there's three ways to build your antikarana. And that's really what people are trying to do when they're starting to wake up. And in the Western world, world we'd call this the bridge of light. Um, and the three ways that we do this for anybody that's now on their journey and is starting to like wake up as we call it and, and realize that there's something more to our reality, the way that we build our bridge of light. And that is our connection to source and our higher self and our soul and to God is through service, through creativity and through feeding the mind. So learning about the stuff that I'm talking about, about the hierarchy and the plan for the, for the planet, learning about the angelic realm, learning about learning from the other um, prophets and, and seers that have brought through this information for us. Um, to help us reconnect that that helps to build that bridge um, being of service to others. So a lot of people in my past have asked like through the work that I've done have asked me like, what is my purpose? What's my mission? And if you really want to know that you ask yourself, how can I be of service? And that is what your purpose is. And that's where you'll find it. So so be of service to others and that builds your your bridge to God and be creative and create to completion. So. Uh, a lot of people have lost that because of all the modern technology. Um, we've stopped working with our hands. We've stopped creating. We've stopped cooking for ourselves. Even, even, even cooking is is um, art for the palate. So, so we need to do these things. We need to we need to create and embrace our role as creator beings, and that will help us in serving that purpose. And it all starts with within. So uh, the answer is, you know, the way out is in. That's always been that's always been the answer. And so and so simply improving the self 
and walking a disciplined path and making the changes that you want to make and committing to those things and committing to your to your education and your service and your creativity that for yourself it it creates a higher light quotient for the planet and when we reach that that higher quotient then we can be at the uh, in a different reality so we need to know what's going on on this planet um, because we need to understand what's at stake if we don't do this. But the way that we change it is by raising the vibration. The vibration, we create a reality where the dark things that happen here can no longer go on. That's what we do. That's how we change it. And we do that by loving ourselves. So it's, it's kind of funny how your show is called Be the Love, because that is really the answer, is to be the love. Absolutely. That's been the message for a long time is that, you know, we do, it's that we are, um, what is going on within is really, you know, how we view the world and we have to love ourselves in order to shift the planet. And I'm wondering if you could go back a little bit more um, to what you said about the breaking the seventh seal and breaking the silence. Can you speak a little bit more about that piece and what that really means for us and the planet? Yeah, so this has been a really interesting journey for me because I don't have a um, I don't have a religious background. I wasn't. I'm a catechism dropout. Um, I I don't. I never um, really read the Bible or anything. But because of the work that I do now, um, and because of the times that we're in, the revelations have become very prevalent. And and so I actually had to to research this. So I had this dream and I and I um, I dreamt about the breaking of the seventh seal and I had to look up what it was. And there are the seven seals in the revelations. There's there's a number of different things. There's seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven bowls, um, and they kind of go in order. So we're no by no means like at the end of this, um, but it but we're we're well into the process of this transition of the end of the world and the beginning is near the beginning of a new world is near but in order for that to to start the other one has to end and we have to decide this is the you know what people have referred to as the judgment day so so the seventh seal has to do with rapture it has to do with uh, massive global cataclysms and it has to do with the silence from the heavens and so um so the breaking of that seal uh is is just evidence that we're moving forward in this process so even though things seem very chaotic right now and we don't know what is up and what is down we're living in a world of illusions and the only way to navigate that is through listening to our hearts we um we are still making progress we are still moving forward um the the plan is is very much in effect and it has to continue to be um rerouted but it's not over and so, and so that that revelation or the the dream that I had about the seven seal breaking is is just showing us, okay, we're moving forward now. now there's been a lot of stuff happening. Um, there's there are countermeasures occurring um, within the ground, what I would refer to as the ground crew who work on behalf of the hierarchy. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I've been working on with the group that I've been working with is um, is creating a new financial system so that we can have an economy that's that is free of the agenda that's been going on to end the the techocracy that uh, that prevented Tesla from releasing the technology that he brought to to help free the people. Uh, Tesla was here, he wanted to free everybody. Well, that was what he came here for. And so he created a lot of things, including the television, um, radio, he had created a communication device that could talk to other planets. He, he created free energy, he created anti-war machines. Um, and all of this stuff was stifled um, because it didn't fit the agenda of the moneymakers. And so, and so, but the purpose for creating all of these things was to free people from the rat race that we've been in so that they could refocus themselves on their, on the true journey of the soul. The television was originally created as an education tool and an energy attunement tool by Tesla. And um, of course, you know, some radical forces here on the planet understood the power of that and, and turned it into a programming machine. So. So, um, so ending the techocracy and allowing these technologies to come out 
to clean the oceans, to clean the air, to heal people, to remove the toxins from our environment that are keeping people sick and distracted. So these things are happening and this is, these things are coming to a head this fall. Um, there's going to be some major shifts in the financial system and, um, and also in the political system that has gone uh, kind of crazy as, as uh, is no longer representation of the people. In fact, that's one of the things that the hierarchy really wants people to understand is the importance of America. Um, Tesla created a time machine 100 years ago. And he traveled to the time when our founding fathers created the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Another well-known figure in the Restoration was there as well, um, a fellow by the name of St. Germain. They contributed to the creation of these documents. And America was the first country in many, many years to reflect universal law and the law of God. Um, our constitution, which gives us certain unalienable rights um, to the pursuit of happiness and prosperity and all of these wonderful things and guarantees our sovereignty. It's the last thing that's protecting us um, from a total control, um, draconian control on the planet. So America is very important to the hierarchy um, because the structure and the sovereignty and the template of freedom that it creates is is the last thing that's protecting the entire world it's not just about america it's about it's about freedom and the sovereignty of the soul and so um so restoring the constitution restoring the power to the people which the constitution guaranteed is very important and we'll see some things happening in the next few months that are moving towards that as well hmm. Wow. And so you mentioned, you also mentioned an important date of April 18th, uh, 2024, where there's going to be that, because um, the, there was already one eclipse, right? That happened, was that like in August of 18 or 17? I can't remember exactly. 2017. 2017, yeah. And then the, um, so this one is going to be creating an X, right, over Nashville is what I understand. And so, um, and so tell us a little bit more about um, that and like what, what's the significance of that date and that, um, that planetary connection there. So we're getting back into the sevens here, right? So the Bible talks about seven years of tribulations, right? And so, um, so there was kind of an awakening that occurred, occurred and, and a lot of people started going down this pathway and uh and those kind of early awakeners went through their seven years ahead of everyone else um and so the the 2017 marked the beginning of the seven years for the rest of the planet and so um and so that seven years ends when the second eclipse occurs and there were some really interesting things about that um about that eclipse like it, it the first one entered in the 33rd state and exited on the 33rd parallel um, and it crossed over a bunch of um, a bunch of places with the word Salem. Um, and at the end of Revelations, you have uh, the New Jerusalem, the installing of the New Jerusalem, um, which I believe is the new Mecca um, that is actually here. Well, it's supposed to be here in Sedona, but we're losing ground on this on this sacred land. Um, because of all of the all of the growth that's occurring here. So if that if that occurs, it will be moved to a different place. Um, but that but that basically is giving people the end of the it's to the end of our kind of free will experience, right? Where you get to choose um, where you want to be, whether you're turning towards the light, whether you're turning towards God, or whether you are turning away from the light. And this also brings in some of that galactic stuff as well, and some of that starseed stuff because we need to rejoin the galactic community so that what's happened on this planet can't happen again. But in order for that to happen, and in order for them to want to embrace us as their brothers and sisters and fellow galactic citizens, we need to turn towards God. And so we need to turn towards the light. I use the word God because that's what I'm comfortable with and because I don't have a, a negative reaction to it, but you can call it source, light, prime creator, whatever it is to you. Um, but there is a, a love and light and source of energy that that is um, where we all come from originally. And so and so you have to turn back to that pathway and then 
and then we can rejoin the the galactic community and and be citizens of of uh, a sovereign universe and so how can one tap into that energy um because there is a lot of you know conflicting thoughts and you know there's old paradigms the 3d world um i think people tend to get pulled back into that and so we we i see a lot of this like you know oh i there's this energy over here but then you know then my family is like you know maybe pull me back down or for other friends or you know so what how do we stay in that energy and and really tap into that that vibration so one thing that I've been talking about recently is that there, there is no shortcut to divinity. Um, and a lot of people are trying to take shortcuts um, through what this new um, wave of what people are calling plant medicine. Um, and yeah, this can give you a peek behind the veil, uh, but, but the true work happens within. There's, there are no shortcuts to divinity. You can't fake a vibration. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people want to live in the, fifth dimension, but I don't think they truly understand what that that entails. Um, I understand as a telepath what that entails. The higher up you go, the less separation there is, the more you are one with everything, which means that you need to be able to process more data. Let's just put it in, in, a, in a technical term. Um, Nirvana is the experience of experiencing everything all at once. Um, in order to do that, you have to clear the emotional body so that you can experience that all at once. And so Everything is a spiritual experience. There's, there's nothing that isn't a spiritual experience because none of this is real. This is all a simulated reality that is giving you an experience so that your soul can grow. It's to show you where you're not in love with yourself so that your soul can grow. So even the interactions that we have with family and those types of things, those are, those are here to help us grow as a soul. Um, and to help us return to our soul and away from our personalities to move into the true our true essence. And so um, I, I created something that I call the seven rules of engagement for winning the game of life. And um, and this is a very helpful tool, I think, for people because it's very simple, it takes all the guesswork out of it. So number one, what you have to understand is none of this is real. When you can accept that premise, that's where you can start from. Right. So none of this is real. We're in a waking dream. All of our real, all of our, our realities are a dream. This is just the most impactful one for our soul journey. So this is the one that feels like we're awake. Right. So, but it's just a dream. So number two, because this is just a dream, there is no separation. Right. Now, this is kind of something that gets jumbled in this reality because it's got, we've got this like all is one and one is all and this unity consciousness thing which is absolutely wonderful and that is technically where we're headed but you can't be in that until you learn to be in clear within yourself right so there's no separation what that truly means is that everything that you are experiencing is of your own creation all the people that you're experiencing all the family members and the disconnect that's happening with them or the, the push and pull that's going on, it's all your own creation. They're, they're, they are not separate from you, they are you. And they're just a reflection so your soul can see, again, where you don't love yourself. So number three, because none of this is real, because there is no separation, you cannot be a victim, right? So this victimhood mentality that so many people are adopting, is actually keeping them trapped here this reality identifying with oppression is trapping you here so we all we have different races here we're not different races we're different ethnicities right we have different pigmentation in our skin but one of the first things that happens when you cross over to the other side is you're met by something that's called the sharp angel who carves away any concept of race from you because you are not a race you're our soul so identifying with oppression is keeping you trapped here Everything that you, anything, any false identity that you're clinging to is keeping you trapped here. So victimhood is part of that. So this goes into rule number four in that the universe is just saying yes to everything. So if you're saying I'm a victim, it's saying, yes, you are. Let me give you experiences that reflect that. If you're saying I'm a victor, it's saying, yes, you are. Let me give you experiences that reflect that. So you really cannot be a victim. So if you think about this as a waking dream, and you, let's say you had a dream where you were being chased all night. 
When you woke up in the morning, you wouldn't say like, oh my God, I need to get this guy that was chasing me. You're thinking, what's going on in my emotional body that's creating this reality for me, right? Our thoughts, our feelings, they create our reality. So the same thing should apply to your waking life. You are not a victim. You're the creator of it. And there's just something that's out of alignment. And because the universe is just saying yes to everything, and because you hold these deep-seated beliefs that are working from your subconscious mind and creating this reality for you, you're having these experiences that validate this false belief. So because of that, rule number five, everything is okay. So this is something that uh, Wally Mento came up with, the okay concept. And you want to get to a place where you're neutral on things. There's a lot of things that are challenging us right now, right? Maybe you're anti-jab and someone you know is for it. And now all of a sudden you're, on, you're, you're at odds with each other, right? And you can't believe why these people are wearing masks or you can't believe why these people aren't wearing masks. And this is all just going into the separation of, of, uh, of us anyways. So what you want to do, no matter what you believe, or what you feel is right. There is no right or wrong anyways, because none of this is real, but whatever you feel, you wanna be neutral on it, right? Maybe I don't wanna wear a mask. Maybe that's my business. Maybe you do, and that's none of my business, right? So everything is just okay. You wanna just be in that neutral place because as soon as you put a charge on something, you're creating a problem. And when the universe perceives something as a problem, right? Because it's just saying yes to everything, it creates more of it. So does this mean that we're doormats and that we don't stand up for ourselves? It's absolutely important right now that we stand up for our sovereignty. We can't, we can't neglect that, but, but here's what it means. It's okay for you to take advantage of me, but it's okay for me to do something about it. I don't need to get defensive. Defense is the first act of war that's escalating the problem. But what I can do is I can protect my sovereignty and my freedom. So if you're saying that I have to do this or that in order to, to, um, participate in society, I would say, okay, well, thank you very much, but I won't be participating. Um, or, you know, I will stand for myself and I'll stand for others. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to protect my rights, but I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get energetically unneutral. I want to stay in that neutral zone. I want to be in the flow, in the woo way, right? And so rule number six, this helps you stay okay. This helps you. This is a two-part rule. And that is, I have no rights to make demands of others and what everyone else is doing is none of my business, right? So I cannot demand that other people do things to make me happy. Happiness is not contingent on what other people are doing. Happiness is not contingent on circumstance. It is a choice that is made in every moment and every day, right? That's what happiness is. I learned this um, in various ways um, and you can learn it the easy way or the hard way. Um, but, but you can't demand that other people do things to make you happy. And it's impossible to control 7 billion other people. And the only reason that you want to is because you don't feel comfortable, right? So what they're doing is not my business. Everybody gets to take as long as they want to get back to God. I used to have this kind of no soul left behind mentality where I was just like, we're going to wake them all up. We're going to save them all. And now we're to a stage where it's like, it's really up to the individual. The information has been out there for decades. The truth has been out there for decades. It's up to the individual, whether or not they want to embrace it. And if you, you can lead them to water, but forcing them to drink is the equivalent of drowning them. So you can't do that, right? And so we have to just allow them. It's the universal law of allowance. We have to allow them to take as long as they want. So if their path is not a direct one, that's okay. Everything's just okay. And we can't demand that it's any different. And that brings me down to rule number seven, which is the most important rule. The rule that trumps them all is all you need is love and love is all you need. Anything that you're experiencing that is out of sync or out of, out of harm, harmony is coming from a place where you don't love yourself, right? And a lot of this is coming up right now because we are moving into a higher vibration. And the things that we're experiencing that are these false beliefs, these wounds, they don't belong there. I, I understand telepathy. Telepathy is a language of feelings, right? That's why it doesn't matter what language you speak, you can still understand the telepathic channel. And so everything, all the information is being processed through the emotional body. 
And if there's a bunch of, um, you know, clutter there, you're not going to get the message correctly. It's going to, it's going to mess up the message, right? So this is why not everybody is a clear channel because there's too much stuff in there that's messing up the message. Um, it, it's the ego getting in the way of the, of the clear message that's coming through. And, and so you simply need to love yourself fully. And this is not romantic love. This is not familial love. This is God love. This is the unconditional love of the universe, the energy of the universe. And when you become one with that love, then you just simply become a vessel for the divine to speak through. And you no longer question your choices or what you're doing. You go with your gut, you go with the love within you, and you say yes to your yes and no to your no. And you have a harmonious experience. You're not drawing in people that are, um, that are not matching your vibration. And, and one of the things that's also occurring too is that we are changing so rapidly and we're not all doing it at the same pace. And so you're going to find that people are no longer matching your vibration and you need to be okay with that. And you need to be okay with letting them take their own sweet time and not getting involved in their journey and not taking it personally when you're no longer connecting. So this is where we're headed. We're headed to a better place. We're headed to a place of light and love. But in order for us to live in that um, frequency, what I call the we frequency, and to live in community the way that people want to, we have to love ourselves. I've been in what is considered the spiritual Mecca for five years now, almost six years. And I have attempted to build community here. Uh, and it has been a massive struggle. So even with the people that claim to be the spiritual leaders of the new world, which is questionable. Um, they are not able to live in community here. And the reason is because they are all carrying their baggage, right? They're not loving themselves. In order for us to be in that, um, in that world without a monetary system, without um, the separation that we have here, and to be connected with each other, to be energetically connected, we have to clear ourselves. Uh, because it, it separates us. Our wounds separate us from each other. One of the things that I've noticed uh, in all the work and all the people that I've communicated with is that there is a massive amount of loneliness here. It's the people that have been separated for so long are lonely. And the people that came here with star seeds that came here that are used to living in community are desperately lonely. I, I remember one of the times that I, I uh, encountered a a fellow Venusian that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I just like threw my arms up and, and just wanted to like hug him and dance with him. And his heart to me was glowing. And he was, he was like, no, this is not the nature of our relationship. I'm like, you don't understand. I haven't felt love in so long. Like I just have to feel this. Like that's where we're headed away from the loneliness, away from the separation into the light, into the love. And, and, um, and people here really are lonely. And so what we need to start doing is we need to start working through those wounds and letting go of those things that are keeping us separate from each other. And so that's something that I'm doing here is I'm, I'm, uh, I'm building community um, where we, we, I'm helping to carve away people's false identities, even these spiritual personas that they've put on, the fake voices, the costumes they're wearing, um, the names they've given themselves. Um, th this is not you and it's, and it's not genuine. This is just another, uh, another mask you've put on. And so I'm, I'm working to kind of, uh, I have a very different approach, uh, a very direct approach that focuses on the feelings and none of the other stuff and just goes straight for the heart of it so that we can actually experience this true connection. But I've felt people's loneliness and I, it's something that I, I'm dedicating to ending for them um, to help reconnect them. Yeah, that's uh, really just beautiful. I mean, everything, there's a lot to, I think, unpack there, but, you know, just the things that stood out for me with what you said is that, you know, that piece of loneliness and, and those wounds, right? We, we are, those wounds do keep us really separate. You know, those wounds, those, the illusion, right? Of like what has happened or has been created and, you know, and those wounds that we hold on to, the traumas. And so, you know, that, you know, keeps us, you know, there's a big, big theme that I, as a psychotherapist that I see in my office is, you know, I don't belong, 
right? And so that is an ongoing theme with a lot of people. And so that, you know, and then the the comparison, right? Everyone's comparing each other, comparing themselves to others, you know, which also creates that illusion um, of they're better than me or, you know, and creates that separation. And so, um, and, and those really come back down to these, you know, the social constructs that we're currently living in, the 3D, the illusion, the victimization, and all of that, those pieces. And so, I think that I, I agree because I think we, we really need more community, more, you know, because when we start to really unpack the the wounds, unpack and, and the layers of the emotions that have been built up, which is, you know, the what's within is without, right? And so like our the collective consciousness is holding onto this heavy energy, which is, you know, coming from the individual and vice versa. And and so how, I mean, like in your experience, like what would be, you know, loving ourselves, that's such a broad concept, right? And so how, how does one like start, like in your experience, like what you, the tools that you give to people or help people with, or um, have maybe historically, I know you said you're not meeting with clients right now, but um, like, what is, where would someone start to just kind of unpack some of that heavy energy to move through those uh those generational traumas really the collective traumas through themselves and and start to really dive into that yeah so it begins with um stop avoiding your feelings you have to stop trying to avoid the feelings that's what addiction is right that's what's going on people are avoiding a feeling they don't want to feel it they're afraid of it what will happen if i feel this well, you'll get to the other side of it if you allow yourself to feel it. Um, there's nothing scary about a feeling. It may be uncomfortable, but the more you can process and the more you can feel, the more connection you have to source. And so you have to allow yourself to feel it. Um, there, be honest with yourself about where you are, right? This is one of the reasons why I teach about the hierarchy and about the soul journey. If, if you know, a lot of people think that maybe they're the reincarnation of a certain master. Well, there is a hierarchy. There is some the way that this works. You, you aren't that person if you can't do these things, right? So if you haven't unlocked these abilities, that's not you, right? So be honest with yourself about who you are and, and accept your greatness as you are, right? So I'll give you one, one kind of process that I created for myself. Um, I used to have massive anxiety. Um, I, I, it was coming obviously from, from feeling everybody else's emotions and also from my own, um, inner wounds from my childhood and previous lives. And so I, I had racing thoughts at night. I would, you know, just lay in bed, reliving every embarrassing moment I had ever had and punishing myself over and over for it. Every stupid thing I'd ever said, every, every mistake I'd ever made. Um, and also I had this voice in my head that wasn't very kind and it was just hypercritical of me all the time and of, of my appearance of my personality of my intelligence anything it was just always critical of me and I started to realize okay wait a second like my higher self and my love ones and guides they don't talk to me like this why am I talking to me like this and but the reality is as I wasn't something else that was taking up space resonance in my head because I was allowing it into my vibrational field. So the first thing I did was I started telling that voice to shut the F up, like shut up. Mm -hmm. You don't belong here. I got stern with it. We have to declare our sovereignty, right? And we need to do it in a way that our feelings match what we're saying, right? Mm -hmm. We have to really take our space and say, you do not belong here. You are not of my highest good. I am no longer listening to you. You don't live in my head anymore. So I would do that and it would just stop it in its tracks, right? So that was step one. Now, step two, stop avoiding the feelings, right? So I, I would lay there at night and I would purposely think of the things that gave me the worst panic, the worst anxiety. I would think of them and I would say, okay, in this situation, is there anything I could have done differently to, cre to create a different outcome? And if the answer was yes, I would say, okay, I agree to choose this path and choose this option the next time this comes around and I forgive myself and I let this go. 
And if the answer was no, I would say there was nothing I could have done differently to change the outcome. I forgive myself and I let this go. So I would purposely think of these things to see if I got an emotional trigger and I would do this process and then I would go on and I'd check it again and I would, I would see if it triggered me and it didn't. So I, so I would, I would say, okay, I'm, I'm clear of that. So that's one of the things that you can do. Just face it, just face it. Stop looking for someone to unlock a code in you. Stop looking for someone to wave a wand over you and take it away from you. Like that's just not how it works. If you truly want to be relieved of it from this time, from all time, you have to really just face it and walk through it and forgive yourself and love yourself and forgive those perceived injustices from the people outside of you who are simply you. Absolutely. I think that's a very powerful, um, yeah, it really comes down to that forgiveness, right? Forgiveness and loving yourself and, and just owning it and not avoiding. I think when we can really truly step into owning those feelings and acknowledging them, it really does begin to dissipate them. I'm wondering, um, you mentioned maybe doing a little process for our listeners. I'm wondering if that's something you could, um, if you felt called to offer today. Yeah. Okay. So my, uh, as with everything else, my, uh, my approach to energy and everything is, is very much unique in my own. And, um, I, I recognize the ability, the, the power of the voice. Uh, and the ability for it to clear energy. Because remember, everything is energy. Sound is just vibration. And with the the beings that I work with, they started using me to clear energy for others. Um, and, uh, and, to, and now let me restate that because I just said that you can't have somebody else do this for you. With your agreement, I can begin the process of moving this energy. So with your intention, with your agreement, I can allow myself to be a vessel for this energy to move through and 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 reach you so this is your own work you're doing this yourself um but this but it just the energy i'm allow i'm allowing myself to be a vessel for this energy to come through and so um one of the things that i find to be uh, really powerful here is music and it's one of the it's i think it's the most transcending art form um it, it elicits emotion more quickly than any other any other art form and it can take us to a time and place and um, in all music, all composition, um, uh, that's like true uh, energy, real pure, comes from the angelic realm. It's a it's a gift from the from the celestial angels that have come in the past were tapped into something. And so, so if you'll if you will indulge me, um, this is a song that. Oh, energy's coming in because the internet is getting unstable. Um, so this is a song that for me is a reflection of self-forgiveness. It's about accepting where you are and loving yourself anyways. And so um, I'd like to just, if everyone wants to just receive, uh, we can just take a deep breath. just begin with a little mantra just to make sure we have a nice clear connection i am the soul i am light divine i am love i am will i am fixed design i am the soul i am light divine i am love i am will i am fixed design i am the soul i am light divine i am love i am will i am fixed design now i heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do ya? Goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. 
Her beauty in the moonlight overthrew you. She tied you to her kitchen chair. She broke your throne. She cut your hair. And from your lips she drew the hallelujah. 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 Well, you say I took the name in vain, but I don't even know the name. If I did, well, really, what's it to you? There's a blaze of light in every word. It doesn't matter which you've heard. The holy or the broken. Hallelujah. 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 tried my best but it wasn't much I couldn't feel so I tried to touch I tell the truth I didn't come to fool you and even though it all went wrong I stand before the Lord of song with nothing on my tongue but hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Wow, that was absolutely beautiful just felt the vibration of that song just vibrating through my being. Thank you so much for offering that. And thank you so much. And I just want to invite everybody else um, to sing. That's another way to clear these wounds from your solar Mm -hmm. plexus and from your throat and to begin to be that vessel for the divine to speak through. Mm. I can imagine just how powerful that would be for just you know, right now, I think a lot of people are finding their voice and, and the clearing the throat chakra and the sacral, you know, just clearing that energy. So absolutely very powerful. So thank you. And so Megan, um, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners how they can find you and what you're currently working on. So I have a website called divinemsm.com. That's divinemsm.com. Um, on there, you can see some of my videos. You can find a link to my YouTube channel, The Divine Miss M, um, where I have just a lot of content to help you with the stuff that we've talked about today, how to move through the emotional stuff that is how you navigate this game. Um, right now, I am not taking clients. I've, I've, I've threatened for many years to not see clients anymore um, because the my ability to work with people one-on-one is just not... Um, it's just, uh, there's just a time constraint with everything else that's going on. So, um, so I'm not, I'm not seeing clients anymore. Um, currently I do host retreats here, um, where we can, we can work together and, uh, very shortly I'll be, um, accepting applications for people to be students to work with me, um, in the work that I'm doing, uh, they'll just be participating in that. I'm, I do a lot of work with the, with the, um, with the new system and the new building, the new economy. So um, they would be hands-on in that, uh, but, but actually receiving the spiritual education as we do our service. And so, and so, uh, and I am, I am currently um, have a bid on some land here to build the new temple um, where we will be building this new community where people can come in and, and immerse themselves and learn how to be in the we frequency so that they can take that back to their community and teach others. Beautiful. And we will add all of that to our show notes and where the, the links that um, where people can find you. And so thank you, Megan, so much for being here today with us and sharing the space to have this beautiful conscious conversation. 
And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we'd be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and love the world. We love you. Thank you. Love you guys. Take care. We'll talk to you later. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be The Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.